How many of you had the experience of singing this hymn for the first time and you've never known it before? Isn't that a perfect song for the university? Isn't that a perfect song? Please join me in the, today's litany. A wind breathes among us, calling us to gather in the middle of the day. A fire burns within us, A spirit moves around us, calling us to stand before our lives with open hearts in the name of the Holy One. Burning, breathing Spirit of God, we bring our lives to you in the name of the Holy One. We gather to worship in the name of God, who is holy, who is justice, who is love. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. What should I do then? I will pray with the Spirit, but I will pray with the mind also. I will sing praise with the Spirit, but I will sing praise with the mind also. Otherwise, if you say a blessing with the Spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say the Amen to your thanksgiving, since the outsider does not know what you are saying? For you may give thanks well enough, but the other person is not built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers and sisters, do not be children in your thinking. Rather, be infants in evil, but in thinking, be adults. Here ends the reading. As the late Maya Angelou once said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I would like you to feel an invitation to unlock and expand yourself in a way you were limited before this speech began. I may invite you outside of your comfort zone, also known as where the learning happens. How you feel after this speech, however, is not my decision, though it may be what you remember me by. It is your decision of how to structure this life from your body. It is about where you do or do not apply your focus. Who are you building yourself to be? For what purpose? On purpose. Enter a gym. What would you like to work out today? Today is legs, tomorrow is arms, then glutes, core, cardio. Enter a library. What would you like to check out today? Today is Thoreau, tomorrow is Angelou, then Plath, Hughes, Dostoevsky. Enter at Target. What would you like to purchase today? Today is toiletries, tomorrow is groceries, then clothing, dollar section, movies. Building your body, expanding your mind. Shopping? <laughs> How do my decisions engage eternity? What is my contribution? 
When was the last time you refreshed your perspective on your communal identity? My aim in speaking with you today is instilling and or reinvigorating the spirit of one of the very foundations of academia within you, critical thinking. The University of Canberra explains critical thinking as actively thinking. Critical thinking is a challenger to mental complacency and sloth of thought. It is not an attack, it is a dance. It is minimally an invitation to the limitless arena of exploratory discussion and at maximum constant mental exercise. As one of my favorite professors, Tom Nelson from the University of the Pacific once said, good questions lead to more questions. As Pastor Scott has shared, Lutherans in particular are encouraged to ask, quote, what does this mean? It's fair game, everybody gets to ask it, everybody gets to wonder, end quote. In addition, my favorites that I've learned to ask are why and for whose benefit. Critical thinking brings clarity from the big picture to the small details. Critical thinking allows us to focus. As the proverb goes, many seek to save the dying blossom on the branch, never seeking to remove the source of its poison. In the same way that we admire the flower, yet the roots remain thankless. Focus. Critical thinking. If your body is a temple, what does it look like where your thoughts gather? How have you decorated your temple? Is it dark, filled with persecution, judgment, hatred, negativity, and discrimination towards self and others? Is it a dark place filled with warmth, peace, comfort, and solitude? Did you expect darkness to represent an inviting example? Did you expect me to use the binary of light and dark? Did you already predict where these words were going? Are you truly listening or did you ex seek to expect each turn switching to autopilot? Is that mindset for ease of consumption? What are you consuming? Through all of your senses, how does what you consume define you? What in your life is vilified and rejected like darkness? What is made heroic and desirable like the light? There is always more to consider than what is presented. Don't judge a book by its cover was just resuscitated as a proverb via light and darkness. Do you equate proverb to religious texts? A proverb, according to the always correct internet, is a short pithy saying in general use, stating a general truth or piece of advice. Why is it that we seek an ultimate authority on what something means from a single source? From the dictionary, from CNN, from Fox News, from Cosmo, from the government, from scientists, from the Bible, from the Quran, from the Kabbalah. Questioning can change our truths and it can also fortify our truths. What makes a source reliable? Are we open to our truths changing, our favorites changing, our ideal lives changing, our goals changing, our definitions changing, our history changing? History is being written and rewritten every moment of every day to serve more powerful perspectives and initiatives, standardized United States history curriculum, standardized world history, perspectives written and believed. Peace seekers labeled as terrorists, heroes of war with villainous track records, and as cited in the Broadway musical Wicked, we believe all sorts of things that aren't true. We call it history. <clears throat> a man's called a traitor or a liberator. A rich man's a thief 
or philanthropist? Is one a crusader or ruthless invader? It's all in which label is able to persist. The commonly told story of Thanksgiving, which involves a hearty banquet on silver platter and everyone got along, is a deep injustice to the genocide of Native Americans. Why is it told that way and for whose benefit? Why does something in print hold more weight than what someone has said? Whose stories do we defend? Why do we serve those stories? If we are afraid to ask questions, we are afraid to learn new knowledge. What questions do you want to ask and of who? What answer do you expect to hear? Expectation, after all, is the root of all heartache. If questions aren't raised, if we remain business as usual, if we march rank and file, we will play our lives out of tune. If you were to tune your guitar once and play until your last strum, show of hands, who knows what happens when you play a guitar without tuning it? It goes out of tune. Out of tune with what? With the expectation guitars are meant to be tuned a certain way? Imagine if we stopped thinking about changes, improvements, and possibilities at the first stringed instruments. If someone never decided to forge a bow and play the fiddle or violin or cello, how do you tune yourself as an instrumental part of this existence? What do you need in order to properly retune? Pen in hand, tip to parchment, does the ink flow wild in the great tale of your life? Are there lines already drawn on your pages? If so, who drew them? How do you engage the space between prescribed hours that construct your paycheck, your studentship? How does the entirety of the time you breathe bring honor or dissuade your life's intentions? Are you limiting or are you liberating? Tuning your mind and body. How is your spirit reacting? How is your heart, your breathing? Did we lose your focus to a tangent during the speech? That only means that there's much processing to do, and I heartily encourage it. Belabored as it might be, your mind calls for it. Maybe you're still on that tangent and aren't even listening right now. Maybe you've retooled some concepts in your mind. Maybe. So I'm grateful you're here today to breathe, focus. We'll read responsively Psalm 26, front third of your worship book, Psalm 26. I invite you to read the indented portions of this psalm. Give judgment for me, O Lord, for I have lived with integrity. Test me, O Lord, and try me. For your steadfast love is before my eyes. I have not sat with the worthless. I have hated the company of evildoers. I will will wash my hands in innocence, O Lord. Singing aloud a song of thanksgiving. 
Lord, I love the house in which you dwell. Do not sweep me away with sinners, whose hands are full of evil plots. As for me, I will live with integrity. I take my stand on level ground. May the brightness of the midday sun remind us that we are called to be a light to the world. Go now into this world with God's blessing. The blessing of the Lord be upon you through God's grace and love of humankind, always, now, and ever. The peace of God be with you. Share that peace with one another.